Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to Hack a Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who scored a hat trick at Broomball yesterday. That's me. I'm Chuck P. And with me, as always, is the man who has the most devastating loss of facial hair, Mike Dan Tony. Dan, what are we going to do today? Oh, we are here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Harold Miner. Behind the MacBook, we have our hero of our hearing, Gyro. It's nice to be here. We're happy you showed up. We're happy we could be here in the middle of the summer, right after Summer League has ended. Oh, Summer League. I can't league. believe it's already the middle of the summer. Where has the summer gone? Right. I can't believe this. I can't believe Summer League is over. There's so many, like the NBA landscape has changed so much in the last like three weeks. May I mean, yeah, obviously it really we've, has. We've had the draft and 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 players getting uh you know new teams there obviously or teams getting new players there other way around uh the free agency market people changing around coaching carousel uh mike d'antoni doesn't have a mustache anymore have you seen pictures not. of him have you seen him dan it's it's really bizarre looking it's like with one of your friend's dads who you've known his whole life as a mustache, and then all of a sudden you go over to their house one day and they don't have a mustache anymore. They look like a completely different person. You're like, who is this stranger in this person's house that I've known for years? <laughs> well, wait, no, that's my friend's dad. <laughs> when, nuts. When we were uh, setting up the show notes for today and I was going over um, my, my pun for you, I was like, oh, Mike D'Antoni, this will be good. I was like, what can I say about Mike D'Antoni? Well, really, the most topical thing was his mustache. And, and I was showing it to Dover because Dover hadn't seen a picture of him yet. And I showed him a picture, like, new of him, like, at the Rockets press conference. And then I showed him, like, just a couple years ago when he was the head coach of the Lakers. And his hair is, like, disheveled. And he's, like, kind of half smiling at a press conference. And his stash is all up in it. And I was like, now he has, like, a clean shave and, like, a new perspective. Like, the Rockets took, like, seven years off of his life. It's incredible. I, can't. I mean, <laughs> I I could definitely see that happening. It's, you know, no what? state tax, so you've got that <laughs> going for it. Plus, uh, you can actually run the type of basketball that you're wanting and trying to run down in uh, Houston, where it's like, hey, let's run around and shoot some threes. There That's is something a, that he would definitely want to do. There's a decent chance that they're going to put those seven years right back on him. Um, so I just – That's true. I, I'm like, worried. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like James Harden has that effect on a lot of people. Right. Um, there's There's been a ton happening. Uh, the Summer League, all three of them were, were a ton of fun. Um, we had, what, Utah, Orlando, and, of course, Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby, Vegas! Vegas. Vegas. Can we, um, I think for the most part, can we pretend like Orlando and Utah, like, didn't exist? Well, here's here's what I want to do. Okay. Let's let's pretend that they happened because they did. Okay. But let's pretend that they all happened in Vegas because I think that's way more fun. It gives much more of you know a bigness, a grandiose type of feel to the summer league if it all takes place in Vegas. Like sometimes when you watch these these summer league games and you see them in the practice arena in Orlando, mm-hmm. you're like, ah, this really isn't that cool. But then you go to the the games in Vegas, and like, oh wow, they're playing like a real arena. So in the Thomas and Mack Center, feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so know. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, let's pretend they all happened in Vegas. There's something to be said about like those like Orlando like gym settings. Like it looks like a bunch of like NBA players decided to do a pickup game, 
and you know, like they're in the bland gray jerseys, and they just oh pick teams yeah. and they put the gray jerseys out and it's like oh you can be the gray and you guys can be the darker shade of gray, uh, and all right now we're gonna play basketball and then. One, and then- <laughs> And then one guy calls, I get to be Shaq. Another guy calls, I get to be Penny. Oh, like, yes. They, get, they call those things. Oh, my gosh. So, I miss, yeah, they've got them. I miss doing that as a kid. Wh- who, was, who was your go-to player you picked? I was always Penny. So that's you why I brought it up. That was always always my go-to. I wanted to be Penny. So, yeah, that was always the go-to. But the other thing about – or you go, who was, who was your go-to? Who did you call? Who did you want to be? Um, I always had a humble heart. And so instead of going Michael, I picked Scotty. I was always Scotty Pippen. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> because I was like, I know so the weird, know <laughs> the weird kid, the weird kid in the neighborhood was always Dennis Rodman. Always, yeah. oh yeah, always wanted to be Dennis Rodman. Oh yeah, you're oh. like, all right, cool, man. And then the the two guys I would play pickup with when I was younger, they were both smaller guys, and so like they fought over who got to be Muggsy Bogues, uh, which is yeah, nothing something that n- has never happened in the history of the world. Um, I don't think. I mean, who gets to be Muggsy? Bones? I don't think so either. I don't think so. Uh, anyway, so back to summer league. Um, but yeah, but so the Orlando, the Orlando one is the weirdest one for me, only because it's in the practice gym and they look way too big to be on the floor. That's it's true. like going to it'd be like going just like going to a middle school game, but then having NBA players on a middle school floor. Like it just they don't the floor doesn't look big enough. Like you, with how close the camera angle is, you you look at it and go, like, I'm pretty sure that's an eight foot rim. Like, I don't think that's ten feet. Right. <laughs> right. You think it's like is it? It's crazy. Yeah, I agree. Well, so we're all gonna pretend like it all happened in one vacuum in Vegas. Uh, you know the yes. the the Sin City, of course. Um, to get to get going on, on our our summer league stuff, I I think that we need to play a round of NBA Jeopardy. Bring it back. And so uh, I, I think I think it's time that we get started here. How, how about you, Dan? I think I'm ready. I think we should do it. And here we go. All right, NBA Jeopardy. Here we are, uh, Dover. You yes. are our uh, Trebak, our uh, Alec, Tra- Alec Trebak, Alec Trebak. We're not gonna get any. You can't can't do that copyright. No nope. copyright. That's a different copyright. Oh shoot! I do that every time, don't yeah. I? I could do the the yodeler. Uh, no, I'm not going to no, sing that. Do that. Anyway, so Dover has our first answer, and then we will come up with our question. Dover, if you would. This non-rookie player shouldn't have been playing at all. Uh, I think there are a few options here. Um, I think so. Um, I went with uh, who is Devin Booker because uh, Devin Booker yeah. was first team all rookie last year. Uh, we he was pretty freaking good. Uh, on an NBA level, yeah. not just uh, as a rookie player. Um, there's no reason he should have been playing. You know, Carl Anthony Towns wasn't out there. Not to say that Devin Booker no. is quite to his level yet, but I mean he's close. Um, especially for the Suns, the Suns really don't have anything else going on for them. Might as well protect that awesome player that they have. Don't know why he was in there. Right. Yeah, I couldn't believe. Well, I couldn't believe he played two games. Like, sometimes I can understand the younger guys playing one game of assembly, just kind of, hey, let's throw you out there. You run up and down a little bit, you know, playing other playing against other NBA guys. Right. I get that. But he played two games. It's yeah. like the guy averaged 26 points a game over the two. It's like, all right, we he gets it. Like, we don't we don't need him on the floor. <laughs> yeah, you like, thought they would have got that after the sure, first one. Yeah, let's make sure he's ready for, you know, next season and then nothing fluke 
happen in the summer league. So yeah, that was what I, I definitely agreed with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I went ahead and picked who is Emmanuel Moutier. Again, another guy who had a very solid NBA rookie season and even better the second half yep. of the year post-All-Star break. Right. We know who he is. We know who he's becoming. We don't need to put him out there in the summer league. I mean, he played the one game that had 23 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Like, we get it. Right. He can play. He can play at the NBA level. We don't need him out on the floor for extended minutes during the summer league when he can possibly get injured and the Nuggets are trying to completely rebuild their entire organization. Now, I understand maybe getting him out on the floor, playing some more with Gary Deal, playing some more with some of the younger guys they're trying to put together. But why are we playing Emmanuel Moody in the summer league? It doesn't make any sense to me, yeah. Denver. I feel like guys who have already secured their starting spot on their team shouldn't be playing. Like, I, there are guys that, like, are still on the cusp. You know, um, Stanley Johnson's still on the cusp of, of breaking into that starting lineup. Um, I mean, even uh, I, Justice Winslow, to, to a certain extent, like, he, he's still on the cusp of, you know, being the solid starter. You know, sure, throw him out there, get him some more work, get him – in front of some NBA bodies. Um, But I mean, Emmanuel Moutier is the point guard. Like, why are we worried about this? (laughs) Exactly. And I think that goes along with one of our next guys that we had on the list. As Mm -hmm. far as guys that we had total D'Angelo Russell. Like he is your point guard. Mm -hmm. I understand getting him some minutes alongside Brandon Ingram um, I mean, Jordan Clarkson didn't run around for them. So, like, right. like that it doesn't was the make thing. much sense. If if D'Angelo was out there for at least a little bit, why wasn't Jordan out there with him? Like, it, it wouldn't it make sense that uh, for the same rationale that you would have D'Angelo, you would have Jordan? Like, it didn't – I just don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Whatever. I mean, I mean, Russell played four four games in the summer league. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, again, a little taken back. Like, why are we having these young guys – now, again – I mean, I guess, you know, you get him practicing, you get him playing. You know, he's kind of, as from what we've heard all season, uh, not necessarily the most mature, so you put him in a role where he is the oldest guy running around this group, um, right. give him some leadership, give him an opportunity to kind of be the man, um, and kind of put that on his plate and say, hey, look, if we're going to put you the ball in your hand all next season, what we're going to do is we're going to give you some responsibilities and leadership over the summer. So my guess is maybe that's what the rationale is, but... I don't know if I'd want to risk something like that happening over the summer with an injury with, with the guy who's going to be your point guard going forward. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. It, it's it, it. Trey Lyles was another guy who was out there for I yeah. mean, just a couple games, but like he, he, they kind of knew what Trey Lyles was doing. I, I don't think that they really need to be out there. Uh, two other guys that I had on this list were really because I can't believe that they still are playing summer league games. Um, and I think that they shouldn't be because I think that these players should have turned into players where they already know where they are, especially since they've been playing so long in the league. Uh, one of them being Jimmer Fredette. Um, if we haven't figured out that Jimmer Fredette is a shooting specialist uh, who um, doesn't know uh, how to fit into a system, I, I don't know what playing summer league is going to do to help that. Right. Like I no, I agree. What are we gonna learn? What are we gonna learn? What is he gonna um, move on from that he hasn't gotten already so far by playing a little bit in the NBA and playing all this time in the D League? Like, why is he still out there? I don't understand. 
Yeah, and the thing, I mean, Jeremy's been around for a while now. Right. The, the thing I don't understand is like almost every NBA franchise has seen what Jimmer can do. Yep. Like, what do we need to put him out there to have him run around to prove to us? Like, we know what he is. We know mm-hmm. what he's capable of. We also know what he's not capable of. Right. At this point, we know what Jimmer is. Putting him in the summer league doesn't really give us anything more. Maybe it's more for him uh, to work to show some of the things he has been working on to expand his game. Uh, but yeah, he was one that I was definitely a little taken back by when I was watching. I'm like, wait, Jimmer, Jimmer's out there playing. What yeah. is he doing out there? It it also might be part of the whole. They need bodies. They need people out there to play. Like true, you, you have true. to you have to come up with rosters, and that might be part of it. But I mean. Ugh. Come on! At this point, we're running back Jimmer again. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And same thing. Same thing with uh, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley oh, is yeah. still playing summer league games. <laughs> like, I could not believe that. <laughs> uh, I think I I'm, could not believe that Michael Beasley was playing summer league games. I think I might be losing a uh, a five guys bet to you. I'm. I bet you five guys that um, Michael Beasley, after his work with the Rockets this season and in the playoffs that he would sign a non-minimum contract with uh, well, you know another what? team. He is, he <laughs> is trying his hardest because yeah. he is playing at the, he's playing at the summer league to make sure that he gets his money. Oh, man. I I hope so. I don't know if it's going to work out. He, We may see him uh, in Shanghai again. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. But that, that five guys tastes pretty good when I finally <laughs> get it, hopefully. So uh, we'll see what happens with Michael Beasley. Another thing before we get to our, our next answer, uh, Dover, I, I wanted to talk to you about this because I feel like you, you might be one to really um, key on in this demographic. I feel like that part of the summer league is, okay, sure, fans of teams can look at the young guys that they have out there on the court. Um you can watch some other guys, you know, try and get a chance or develop whatever. Like that's part of it. Another part of it, I think, is just to get major college basketball fans to rewatch other teams <laughs> with their old players on it. Is that true, Dover? Like, do you do you sit and watch summer league going? It's like, ooh, I can watch uh, David Lighty, who played for Ohio State six years ago. Oh yeah, it was crazy this year. There's so many OSU players that came back. And they've been playing in Europe for years, and they're like, yeah, that's, that's Summer League. Yeah, let's go. Was um, it, well, like, what, what OSU guys were playing in the Summer League? Just you said uh, David Lighty. Uh-huh. And that was Deshaun Thomas as yep, well. He and, was of out there. course, Aaron Kraft. Aaron Kraft was out there playing for Utah, oh, playing for Utah, Utah, in Utah. Uh, I think Sam Thompson was on a league. Shannon Scott was on a league. Like, I definitely think that this is part of Summer League is go like, hey, remember, Remember that, play, like, if you're calling out to a Virginia fan from four years ago, it's like, remember that guy who took you guys to the Elite Eight? and it, He never really made an NBA roster, but he's playing for the Dallas Mavericks 16 minutes a game in the Summer League. I bet you check out some of our games. Like, I feel like that's a real Man. draw for people in the Summer League. I mean, I, I, I would imagine it has something to do with why they choose certain guys to be on their team, um, especially with, you know, ESPN had all of these games streaming on – their, their I watch ESPN apps. That's how I was watching it all summer. Normally, you have to only you can only do it through NBA TV. But now with the merger of the two, you you had all of these games on ESPN. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing it's like, hey, let's, hey, hey, NBA, make sure you get some guys that people from college know, so yeah. they'll stream some of these <laughs> games on our app, please. 
Did Dan, did you ever go over the rosters just to see what UNC guys were playing on teams? You know, I really didn't dive into it as much as I probably should have, but we had Marcus Page running around. We had Bryce Johnson, and Bryce Johnson actually played really well. Yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't really jump into uh, who was from who was from Carolina running around out there. Um, a lot of those guys are, you know, a little older. I think JP Tokido was also a guy that was running around. Um, I saw him during the Orlando uh, summer league. Um, but yeah, Bryce Johnson was a guy who definitely actually popped off the screen a little bit um, mm-hmm. during some games for the Clippers. So you had some, you had some Carolina guys. You didn't have uh, like Anton Jameson coming out of retirement to play in the summer league, though, which <laughs> would have been kind of fun. I, um, we were really close to getting but Baron you had Davis. Some Carolina though. guys out there. We were really close to getting Baron Davis to come out and play. I mean, after he had his stint in the D League, I was like, "Oh, maybe he's going to come to summer league." Like, what, what is Baron Davis not going to do at this point? Um, that would have just made my entire summer league experience if he would have come out of retirement. I would have watched. I would have watched every some, game in some summer league. Oh, I would have watched every single minute that Baron <laughs> Davis was playing in the summer league. Uh, let's let's move on to our, our our next answer, Dover. What do we got? Next answer. This was the biggest surprise from Summer League this year. A couple of these are, are just uh, players that maybe took a next step. Maybe rookies we didn't expect to be as good as they were. Maybe just the way we interpreted how rookies are playing or who they were as people. Uh, Dan, you, I had a couple of these. I, I think I only had one down. It was really based on how people were playing. And then you put a couple of things down just of who these people were. So I really want you to go over some of the uh, questions that you have down for this particular category. Okay. Um, so my first question would be, um, how does RJ Hunter look so much like the lead singer from Eagle Eye Cherry? This is very true. That was a very large surprise of mine. Yeah. I'm sitting watching some of the Celtics games, and I'm like, why is the lead singer of Eagle Eye Cherry out there running around shooting James for the Celtics? Nope. Psych, no, that's R.J. Hunter. He's not singing Save Tonight. He's trying to knock down the three <laughs> to make the roster. So was that was one Celtics for night. me. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to save the Celtics night. That's right. Uh, they, did, they actually did okay during the summer league. So I, actually, I think I watched more of the Celtics games than of anybody that I watched in the summer league. Maybe them and the Bucks. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so R.J. Hunter, looking like the lead singer of Eagle Eye Cherry, was definitely something that uh, <laughs> caught me off guard a little bit. I um, yeah, I, I sent the, the side-by-side pictures to some people, and they were like, you know, it's like not really that much of a look-alike, but I could see it if you were just kind of floating by watching a basketball game. So okay, that was definitely one. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. You know, we have the Celebrity uh, Legends All-Star game that they do like the Friday before. Why isn't, you, you yeah. know, some of those guys are, are pretty good. Like Jesse Williams, uh, an actor, he's played really well in the past. Michael B. Jordan played Michael really B. Jordan. well. Yeah. But why aren't these guys trying to make summer league rosters? Or why are teams not trying to pick them up for their summer league rosters? Like we need an 11th guy. I mean, guy. believe it or not, this happened. This yeah. actually happened a couple years ago. Really? With Master P, the rapper. Oh my gosh. Uh, the rapper. Master P, of course, but he played in the NBA Summer League, I trying know. to make a roster. That's incredible. it. Actually, was okay. Well, I mean, yeah. I know his he actually was okay. His son, Lil Bow Wow, now known as Bow Wow, or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Lil, close, I, I, close. Lil, Lil Romeo, Lil, Lil, Lil Romeo. Romeo, Lil Romeo, same same era, different Lil. Uh, Ro- Lil Romeo right. turned to Romeo. I mean, he played for USC. 
like he was a legit yeah. legit player um and he's right. played in the the celebrity game a couple times like i'm surprised this isn't more like i mean it's the same thing along the lines with our get guys from big colleges get a little bit more attention like if you have michael b jordan yeah. sitting at the end of your bench everyone's watching to see if michael b jordan is going to go play against ben simmons like that's amazing yeah right this is a great right. idea i think we need uh, they have a d-league select team i think we need like the all-star celebrity team get arnie duncan in there yeah let him let him uh shoot some runners maybe some uh some nice little floaters in there let him let him run around a little bit um, but yeah anyways moving so speaking on. <laughs> along the lines of the celtics moving mm-hmm. on moving on more celtics talk here yeah um this was the biggest surprise from the summer league question can you believe how big Gershon Yabuselli's butt is? No, it's I can't. Massive. No, I can't. It, it is, is massive. It really is. As someone I who did is not think so, that oh, they would be able to replace Jared Sellinger right, exactly. with another guy with a bigger butt. That's like, ex- I could not believe that. <laughs> That's exactly where I was headed was to uh, Jared Sellinger. I was like, the the biggest butt I've ever seen in the NBA was him. And you you sent me a text. I was like Dude, seriously, you gotta check this out. And I was like, "Whoa, well then, okay, baby, got back over here. Right. Holy cow!" <laughs> you yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm watching my first game. I'm kind of excited to see this guy because when he was drafted on draft night, I'm like, I don't really know who this guy is, but like some of his pictures, like all upper body, like he's a big, strong looking guy. So like he's out on the floor running around. So I'm just kind of paying attention to his shoulders, and like, he's just a big guy. Mm-hmm. And I look down. I'm like, good. God, what is happening? <laughs> that guy is huge below the waist. Uh, yeah, I could not believe uh, that they would be able to replace Jared Sillinger's butt with a bigger Gershon Yabusele French butt. So, yeah, that was a very large surprise of the summer league. For right. Me. Um, now, I've, I've got to take it over here. So, you no, give me good. a couple of the legitimate legitimate this was the biggest surprise of the summer league for you uh answers what is tyus jones playing like an all-american i mean tyus jones when he was playing for duke uh was an all-american and was i believe the the um the tournament's like most outstanding player uh in 2015 like this guy was solid i mean he was really really good for duke but got overshadowed by uh, uh, Julia Locafor and and kind of got thrown by the wayside in the Timberwolves system. I mean, he was like drafted by the um, by the Cavs, and then he was thrown into a trade on on draft night, and he kind of just floated away. Um, where they already had Ricky Rubio, they already had uh, Zach Levine, and and you know, being a smaller guy didn't really get that kind of time. Uh, and then they go out and draft Chris Young or Chris Dunn, excuse me. And you, you yeah. got to think Tyus Jones is thinking, well, there goes my shot with the Timberwolves. Uh, and when right. Chris, Chris Dunn went out due to um, the uh, protocol, the uh, concussion protocol, there we go. Um, right. After, after playing a really good first half of the uh, summer league, um, Tyus Jones comes in and doesn't miss a beat and was just solid. I mean, he hit clutch shots. He was making great passes. He was running the offense like a, an adult person. And I, I've yep. got to tell you, the Timberwolves are looking good at that position. And if they want to make a move with Ricky Rubio, I think that they have really good young guys who could fill that spot. 
I, they're not ready yet. Like, it's not just like, oh, we've watched a summer league for, and, and we've seen two guys play really well. They're probably set. But, like, they, I think they may have some options because Tyus Jones looks solid. And you know Tom Thibodeau loves the kind of undersized backup point guard. Like, that's what he ran with um, when Derrick Rose was at his peak. You know, that was his uh, guys. And even when Derrick Rose went down, kind of the undersized point guards came in when he was there with the Bulls uh, and, and really did a, a good job with the offense. I mean, Rip Hamilton was one of those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Nate well, Robinson had, he, was one Aaron of those Brooks. guys. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Brooks. Brooks and Nate Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so well, undersized guys. The undersized guy, I think I think he'll be great for Tibbs. And, and you know, just his attitude, his effort, I think he, Tibbs is going to fall in love with him. He's going to find a spot on that team. And I didn't expect that at all. I expected Chris Dunn to come in, run the show, and Tyus Jones be kind of pushed off to the side. And uh, he let it know that he, he wants to make a spot. I thought he was amazing. That's great. I completely agree. Uh, speaking of guys that want to make a spot in the league, uh, the biggest surprise for the summer league is what is Thon Maker being as good as he is? Um, oh. I don't want to say that it was a big surprise for me. Um, I don't know if this showed up during our um, NBA draft pod, but I actually had him in the first round before a lot of the analysts had him in the first round just because of the height, how hard he played, uh, the shooting stroke, and just his effort. Um, and, so and that part maybe of, put him in the first round of our draft. And part of his mock draft. part of his stock w- kind of went down because of off the court stuff, um, other things that were going on, and, and he was kind of pushed down. We didn't know. We don't know his exact age. We we didn't know why he, he like he spent a fifth year in high school preparatory school. Like a lot of that stuff right. kind of were red flags, and people were surprised that the Bucks took them at ten. Like. Why didn't they just trade down? They could have gotten him at 18 or something. And, you know, he's looking like a solid investment as a number 10 pick. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I am more excited about him maybe than anybody in the draft. Um, like only because he, he's seven foot one, he's two, about two twenty right now. And he has some of those qualities that like a Durant has where he can shoot it off the dribble a little bit. He can handle it a little bit. Uh, now he's not the same player as Durant. Like they're not the same player at all. Right. But he shows flashes of some of the same things that Durant can do. But he's not going to be that. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about him, he averaged fourteen and fourteen point two, nine point six, and one block a game in the summer league. And the thing that jumped off the page is just how hard he runs each play. I mean, he got a lot of cheap, easy baskets just from rebounding, running the floor hard, mm-hmm. and catching a dish, and dunking. Uh, that kind of stuff you can't teach guys. That's the kind of stuff that you try to get bigs to do. He already does that instinctively. Now, the thing that's going to be the biggest transition for him is the speed of the game because um, I'd say he's still very new in playing it and doesn't necessarily have the basketball acumen and IQ that some of these guys that went to major colleges for a year picked up. Um, but, man, I'm excited for what – the possibility of him and Giannis being on the same floor at the same time could be uh, just so much length, so much athleticism, and two guys that play really hard. So that was a surprise, but not really a surprise, but I just want to talk about it because I really enjoy Don Maker uh, in the summer league. Oh, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think him playing well wouldn't have been a surprise. Him playing this well was definitely raising some eyebrows going, well, right. all right, maybe this guy really, really is legit. 
Um, I mean, maybe he's 26 years old. Who knows? But he's we don't know. We don't yeah, know. We, and I don't think we ever will know. Um, but man, not. he's 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 playing up there. Uh, another one that you had down that I really liked was um, how much Dragon Bender reminds you of Andrea Bargnani, which uh, yeah, could be a good and a very bad thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, by me putting it down, it's more on the negative right. side. Uh, but I watched I watched a decent amount of the Suns games. Uh, didn't get to catch all of them. But watched a decent amount of them and was like, I mean, Marquise Chris jumps off the page at you like. Mm-hmm. Super athletic, great shooting stroke, plays hard. You know, has like he kind of has one to feel like one of the Morris twins. Like right. has the ability to do some really great things. Um, you know, doesn't do it consistently yet, but I mean, he's still only 18, 19 years old. So I think he's going to get there. But you watch Bender. Now, again, it's his first time playing against you know this kind of competition. You know, he's played overseas. And yeah, you just watch him. It's like he looks like his eyes. You know, you hear the scouts talk about their eyes. Like his eyes look disengaged. Um, didn't really attack the basket much. Didn't really like did a lot of screen taking pop stuff. He just had an Andrea Bargnani feel to him, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really bode well for the Suns. But yeah, I think that was the thing that stuck out the most. And didn't shoot it super well when he had the opportunity to shoot it. So uh, the shooting form is there. He's tall, he's long, he has some of the, the traits of uh, a stretch four or five guy in the league now, but I hope it doesn't turn out like Andrea Bargnani, but that was just kind of the feel I got by watching him. He definitely fit into the category of crazy names that we see yes. here. Dragon Bender was one of them, but there were some amazing names in the summer league this year, like Spencer Butterfield. Like That's an awesome Yeah, that was name. a good one. Um, yeah. there was Javon Pinkston, uh, Quentin Tacosi, and probably my favorite name is Ben Bentel. I mean, his last yeah. name is Bentel and his parents are like, what if we just name him Ben twice? Good enough for us. Just, ben just Bentel. Just throw another Ben. Just throw another Ben in he there. Mess it up. It's like he you're John Johnson. That's the, it's the craziest. <laughs> like who does that? Ben Bentel. Oh yeah, I, I I absolutely loved it. Um, also, um, I tried so hard to learn. It was the the Villanova guard, uh, from this year, Ryan Arch, and then I get lost. I tried so hard to Arch Diacono. Arch Diacono. Yeah, I tried so hard. I mean, just incredibly hard to learn it. Arch, say it again for me. Arch Diacono. Archie. Arch I'm. I hope he doesn't make the league. No, all the best. All the. I don't think he's ever going to come on the pod. Now all the best. All Maybe the best, to Arch. His honor. Well, I mean, you you guys can um, introduce him because I clearly cannot say his nickname. That was Arch. so hard. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Anyways, we had some oh, great boy. names in the summer league, and I just wanted to we shine a light onto those things. Uh, do we want to talk we about did. what we did? What else did we do? I'm, I'm lost. Hey, guys, I just had two more. Two yeah, go more, for I'll it. Jump Hit in and I'll just kind of, I'll kind of close it up for us for this biggest surprises. But I would say, you know, what is DeJounte Murray looking like Russell Westbrook at times? Yes. Verse like, mm-hmm. especially like the Kings game. He had 20 points, nine assists, four boards. Um, didn't shoot it super well, but the athleticism, the ability to attack, um, the changing of speed, um, you know, the height, the length, 
he has a Russell Westbrook feel to him. Now, I'm not saying he is Russell Westbrook. I'm just saying he has that, like, he has the ability to be that kind of guy. The speed uh, just by watching a couple guy. games. Yeah, who, like, can just stop on a dime, change direction, go by you with a Euro step and get the back. He had a couple where he was in the air, would change his direction, change the shot direction, and come up on the other side of the buck with a left-hand layup. And it was just like, wow, this kid is super athletic. Uh, and I didn't get much of, like, I didn't watch much of him in college. Um, I really jumped on the checking out who this kid was when he like, faulted up a lot of mock draft boards. Right. Um, and some people had him going as high as 10 at one point. Um, and I, you know, I think you could have justified taking this kid that high based on some of the performances he had in the summer league. Uh, I think he landed in a great spot in San Antonio. Uh, I don't know how much, how much longer Pop is going to be uh, doing it with the retirement of Tim Duncan, which we can talk to mm-hmm. in a little bit. Uh, but I think for the time that he's there and time that he's going to be working under uh, pop, I think it's going to be really good for him. And we could see a, a, a Westbrook type player. I don't think it's going to be that kind of good, but a type player. Love uh, the other one that I had, other one that I had um, as far as surprises is what is Dylan Brown bouncing back after two rough games? Yeah. Um, you know, we had him really struggle at the end of his college career. We had him come out of the gates and struggle in the NBA Summer League mm-hmm. uh, and then really finish strong um, with a 20 and 10, a 25 and 9, and a 21 and 7 in his last three performances in the Summer League. And the thing that he does is, man, he attacks the defensive glass, picks it up, and goes coast to coast with it. Which and, is great. Which is great I mean, I, for the Celtics. Yeah. And I. I mean, I may have overspoken here, but I made the comparison to Dwayne Wade when we did our draft pod, mm-hmm. um, and he has that kind of feel to him. Not a great shooter, um, but has the form to you know build himself into a guy that can knock down shots. But, man, is he athletic, and does he just bounce off of guys and get himself into positions to get to the foul line, which he did a ton. I don't know if he's going to get those calls in the league, but he got himself to the foul line a lot and shot a good percentage from the foul line uh, during the summer league. Uh, but I think the Celtics got a guy that they can really put into a, a role uh, as one of their go-to guys. Now, they need to surround him with some more shooting, um, but I, I really like Jalen Brown. I, I feel like he justified that third pick when many people were upset by it, um, and I, I was really impressed with what he did. Uh, over the last few games of the summer league, yeah, I think the uh, the Celtics may have uh, rolled the dice, huh? Vegas pun uh, yeah, about very nice. uh, taking him number very three. Nice. But I mean, he's a guy who can create his own shot, and they really need yeah. that in Boston. Um, I yeah, think I just I just hope it doesn't come up snake eyes for another Vegas pun. Nice, more Vegas puns. Well, let's uh, let's uh, <laughs> roll roll on down to our next one, Dover. What do we got? This NBA vet made the most important jump. There are a couple guys who, uh, again, we talked about guys who stuck around and have played more summer league than just their rookie year and and maybe even past their their second year. Um, they've they've made adjustments or, or or they've just looked better. Maybe we just haven't seen them in a while and they just caught our eye um, and, and and they've taken a step forward. Uh, we, I had a couple guys on my list that I really wanted to, I've already talked about Tyus Jones, so I'm not going to do it again. Um, so Dan, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you 
what, what's your what's your first um, response for this one? Yeah, my first one is uh, who is Jordan McRae? Love it, um, absolutely love it. Yeah, I was right on board. He was. He was fantastic in the summer league. So good. Um, 24.6 points per game. Now only shot at 37.5 percentage from the field, mm-hmm. but another five boards. Um, you can never have enough guys that can just put it in the basket. Right. Like he just has a knack for scoring. Uh, I think playing in the summer league for him and kind of being the guy on that Cavs summer league roster um, will propel his confidence going into the start of the next season. Uh, I think I don't think he's going to be like a regular rotation guy for the Cavs, but I think early in the year when you're trying to save some minutes for the core guys, putting him on the floor with a second unit is is definitely doable. Right. Um, I think he showed that he has the ability to put in the basket and he has the ability to take a second unit and like keep that pace of scoring going. Um, and you don't have to worry about his inability to do that. And he's long and he's athletic and he has, you know, he can, you can put him on the defensive end. He can guard multiple wing positions and in a league where you have to have guys that can guard shooters on the wing. He's a guy you can plug into that space and he can do it. So yeah, I heard uh, him, yeah, I think Jordan McRae. Yeah, go ahead. I heard him compare compared to uh, Jamal Crawford as like kind of an instant yeah. offense kind of guy. Um, and, and also maybe a little bit of irrational confidence kind of guy. Um, he might miss six shots and then, you know, just believe the seventh one's going to go in, uh, the Cavs, I mean, for a, a team that's very top heavy with their, uh, payroll, they can really use a guy like Jordan McRae, somebody who's not going to take up a lot of cap space, but can be useful. And there's another guy who I'm going to talk about, um, in, in our next, uh, little segment that I also believe will be really helpful in this situation as well. It's just a guy who's taking up a little bit of cap space but can fill a, a role that's really needed on their team. That's going to be perfect for them. Um, yeah, I think right now with some of just the like, – we don't know. Like, I mean, I'm imagining J.R. Smith is going to resign, but as of today, he is not. Right. Uh, so not to say that Jordan McRae can fill the J.R. Smith role, but if something were to happen there, mm-hmm. you at least have a guy – who can put the ball in the basket. So I think that's going to be something to look at as we uh, continue this crazy NBA free agency summer. Um, my my response, my initial thought to this one was, who is Justin Anderson? Uh, Justin yeah. Anderson is a guy who uh, played 27 minutes a game, got 16 points a game, and, and seven rebounds. I mean, Justin Anderson is not somebody who's going to be a star in the NBA but he may turn out to be a very, very good role player, especially for the Dallas Mavericks, who just lost uh, uh, Chandler Parsons, who uh, they're looking for something to go right. Uh, Justin Anderson was a rookie last year, and I think that he's shown that he can be a decent role player. I mean, I'm not saying that this is a guy who's going to light it up from three. His percentages weren't amazing, but... He's somebody who is a prototypical guy who can play decent minutes, give you a good effort, especially on the defensive end, go get the boards that you need to go get from a a smaller position guy. And I think he can really help. I think he took a step from being the 12th guy who's not going to see a whole lot of time to being a sixth, seventh guy who's going to put in good effort minutes for a team. And for the Mavericks, that's something they really, really need. And that's why I thought it was Im- that important 
that he took such a jump. You know, it might not have been the biggest jump, and it might not be the most known jump, but I think it's really, really important to that organization that they have a guy that can fill that role. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I, w- I will add one thing to it is he plays with an attitude. Yeah, he did. And he is massive. Like, he is super strong mm-hmm. uh, and and just has this look on his face like, I should be here. I should be playing in the NBA. I should be excelling in the NBA. Just kind of has this, he carries himself in a way that's, hey, I'm really good. I'm going to be really good. Uh, and I think, again, we talked about with DeJounte Murray being in the Spurs system, him being underneath Rick Carlisle, I think will be a great experience for him, and he'll learn a lot, and he'll grow in that. And, you know, he had some moments in the playoffs where he, he stared people right in the face and said, look, this is who I am. I'm coming at you. Uh, he, he so was, he's he a guy that the, I completely agree with. He was part of the walking through um, the uh, campaign and uh, Russell Westbrook uh, dance in the uh, – Thunder series. I mean, as a rookie, he's he's taken the Sam Cassell's right through the middle of that dance party, and uh, and and getting some attitude from it. So you know, if if that's what he's doing in his rookie year, who let's see how he responds uh, as he continues to grow in his NBA career. Um, We had a couple other picks. My next one was going to be who is Bobby Portis. I mean, Bobby Portis just looks like an NBA ready guy now. Uh, I mean, he averaged right. was it twenty six point or I he had twenty six points in in the final game. Um, he just looked like a champ. Like I, I, it was been crowded, especially last year with Noah, with Gasol, with Taj. Um, it he didn't get a ton of playing time with all of those guys up front for the Bulls. You know, with with Noah gone, with Pau gone, he might get a shot up there and and really show that he belongs in the NBA. Uh, it was fun to see some of those younger guys playing with them, and, and uh, maybe maybe they've developed something that's really nice there. I, I think that Bobby Portis is is ready to be uh, a solid solid starter in the NBA. Couldn't agree more. Uh, great fit, and uh, I think he played well in the summer league again. Some of these second year guys playing in the summer league mm-hmm. looked like just a, a head above right. everybody else. You, you touched on um, uh, Justice Winslow earlier and Tilly Johnson, like the couple games they played, like they look different. Yeah, um, Bobby Portis and all those guys, it just looked he just looked different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that bodes well. Uh, my second one was who is Sam Decker um, mm-hmm. for the Houston Rockets? Um, you, you know they are going to have a more of an up tempo pace, which I think fits his game. Um, not a great knockdown shooter yet. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to get the there. Capability. Yeah, I think he can get there too. Um, he's the guy that looks comfortable on the floor. Yes. Um, you know, we'll talk about this with Ben Simmons later, but Sam Decker just looks comfortable, confident. Like, hey, I'm supposed to be here. I'm a really good player. Don't worry about it. We've got this under control. Uh, he averaged 14 and a half points a game in the summer league this summer. Like he, he's going to be a fit for the Rockets and what they're going to be doing. Um, maybe not in the starting role, maybe in that second unit, um, come in and steal a couple baskets and, you know, maybe extend a lead or cut back into a deficit. But I think Sam Decker is going to get some minutes in his second year for the Rockets. And I think it's going to be a good thing for them. Couldn't agree more. I, I was disappointed about how little we saw of him last year for Houston. You know, his injuries yeah. knocked him out and, uh, he just didn't have a chance, um, 
I really want to see him do well in the NBA if nothing more than it continues his social media uh, presence because he is a killer. Uh, he is probably one of the best Twitters of any current NBA player. It's always entertaining. It's very topical. He's really clever. Uh, he's, he, he's amazing. Like, I absolutely – I cannot recommend – more go out and follow Sam Decker on Twitter if you like celebrity basketball social media presence. He's the bomb. Like he is the best. So if anything, I want his NBA career to go well, just so he keeps tweeting good things. If anything at all. Perfect. <laughs> uh, that I'm cheering. That I'm cheering for too. Oh yeah. Uh, we have a couple of other guys, but you know, pe- people know some of the important veterans that were playing. Uh, Norman Powell is a guy who made uh, an impact in the playoffs. For the Raptors, he played well, and it was good to see him playing well. Campaign, kind of the same deal. Um, with uh, Durant gone, they're going to need more offense, and who who knows with what's what the um, guard situation is going to be there with Russ and with uh, Oladipo. And it was good to see Campaign going out, and I, I believe he uh, led the it was the uh, Orlando or Utah. They led he led them in points per game, which was. You know, just a solid showing from a guy who's spent a year in the NBA. Uh, I think we can move on to our next one. Hit it. I think so, too. Okay, next answer is, this 2016 second rounder impressed you the most? I'm going to let you hit this one first, Dan. Uh, my first one was, who is Shik Diallo? Um, if you remember during I've... our time when we did our mock draft, uh, I – like, hey, someone late in the first round, take Shik Diallo. Take him. Somebody please just take him. Uh, I was going to ask the actual the, question of who is Shik Diallo. So I'm, I'm glad oh, you're covering this. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so so Shik Diallo was um, a top 10 recruit coming out of high school, mm-hmm. signed with Kansas, had some issues with um, some transcripts and whether or not he was actually eligible, so had to sit the majority of the Kansas basketball season. Right. Um, but when he was on the floor, um, showed a lot of promise. Like, he, again, we talked about Thong Maker, how he plays hard, doesn't necessarily have a huge basketball IQ yet, um, but has all of this potential and upside. Um, Shake Diallo is kind of in that same mold. Um, you know, he averaged 10 points, 10.8 points, 9.4 boards um, for the Pelicans. Putting him alongside a guy like Anthony Davis, I think, is going to be helpful. Again, a guy that is long, athletic, protects the rim. Um, That way, Anthony Davis doesn't have to have that kind of beating that he'd have playing the five spot for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if he's going to just, you know, move right into that role right away. But uh, I think uh, he was a second rounder that I, you know, thought going into the draft was going to be a late or mid to late first rounder. In fact, that he split all the way back. Uh, I think just spoke to some of the inconsistencies that took place in his college career with not being able to play, and then he did play, and he doesn't didn't really impress the way many people thought that he would. So he was a guy that I was like, all right, check the aloe. Let's do it. Let's see what you got going forward. I was impressed with the uh, numbers he put up in the summer league. Love it. Uh, I went. I'm, yeah, man. My response. Yeah, who, did you, who did you go with here? Who is Kay Felder? I loved watching yeah. Kay Felder. Um, I remember I, I watched the uh, the draft combine live, and uh, this guy came up, and I really didn't know the whole – I mean, he went to Oakland. I didn't really know much about Kay Felder. And a 5'9 guy, I mean, just w- has all this bounce. Um, and and he, he 
whatever set a record for the the jump that they have. I don't remember specifically what drill it was. Um, but he was the like, vert, either, yeah, he had like something crazy in the vert. He had some crazy vert. It was insane. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, I got my eye out for this guy. Short can get the hops. Well, Nate Robinson esque is the the first place I went, obviously. Uh, but I, yeah. I really loved watching him play for the Cavs. Like I said, with uh, Jordan McRae, he's going to be another guy on a short, not a short, but a small money contract that might be able to fill in a backup role. Now that Della Vadova is getting um, paid somewhere else, you know, you're going to get Kay Felder in there and, and he might be able to take up some of those point guard spots, uh, point guard minutes. I mean, he had 15 points a game, three and a half uh, assists. I'm sorry, three and a half rebounds. I mean, from a guy who's five, nine, three and a half rebounds that, I mean, that's better than, um, <laughs> Clay Thompson six seven and he doesn't get that many rebounds a game. Yeah, um, but I mean he's it just shows his effort in there. He is a steal and a half a game. Uh, not to mention the four assists he had as well. I mean he was playing great and I think he was gonna be really. I, I don't. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be really good, but like he's gonna fill one of those low salary roles for the Cavs, and if they can turn him into production, that's gonna be killer for them. Yeah, I think he definitely led the summer league in moments that made you say, "Who is that little guy? And how is he so fast?" Like, <laughs> he definitely he led the summer league in in that stat. Um, he looks more this, like a running summer, back, so, so that was good. He looks more like okay. a running back than he does a point guard. It's incredible, right? Or a Hilliard Davidson defensive tackle. So yeah, <laughs> that is true. Uh, our, our high school, every single one of our guys is. Uh, maxed out at five ten, their height. But hey, we won state titles, so what That's are you gonna twice. do? Exactly. Oh yeah, oh six oh exactly. nine. No worries. Go cats. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're j- you're still salty from the, the two thousand nine Kilborn game, aren't you? It was in the rain. Oh, that was a great. Oh game. my gosh, great what game. a no. game! Oh, Matt no, Johnson won't let me forget. Matt Johnson will we, not we let me forget that game. We don't need to dive game. into this too much. But in uh, two thousand four, <laughs> when I was playing, we beat Player Davidson to go to the final state so uh i'm not salty at all let's just keep it that way whatever let's move on okay um everyone wins no one wins man i really didn't i didn't know that we were gonna get into high school football cast going well whatever um another guy i i just i really liked with uh the phoenix suns tyler ulis um he's an undersized guy but man he 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 had a couple buzzer beaters. Like he was he was putting down clutch shots. A deep buzzer beater. Oh man, the deep buzzer beater. I was I was uh, at a um, adult establishment and and I saw it was a bar. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, you were aware. Yeah. It was a bar. The family friendly podcast. It was a family friendly. It was a bar. Um, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to fool you. I don't know. Whatever. Worried um, everyone. But I was like looking across because you know I. As much fun as I have at bars, um, this one was actually a club, and it sucked. Uh, and so I, everyone's like dancing, and I'm watching summer league in the corner, and I see Tyler Ulis drop a bomb, and I go, oh! oh. And somebody's like, what? What happened? I was like, Tyler, you, you, uh, basketball, yeah, basketball yeah, happened. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. But he he had some eye opening moments. Went back to fist pumping. Yeah, basically, he had some moments. I I just yeah. thought he looked real good and. 
man, as if they need more point guards in Phoenix. Who knows what they're going to do with this? No kidding. Um, no kidding. My my, this is my my favorite uh, category. Is the next question, Dover? Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking Agreed. forward to this one. This is your favorite summer league rule. Dover, I'm uh, I'm Dover. I don't. Know, I'm sorry, Dover. I love you. Uh, I meant to say Dan. Dan, I'm upset with what you picked here because it's exactly what I picked. Uh, Dan, go for but it. Did you pick it for the same reason? Oh, absolutely. Because you sent me a text right after it happened, and I had to look up whatever the heck you were talking about. And holy cow! So let's let's tell the go ahead. let's tell the audience then. So I think we both will say, "What is sudden death?" Double OT. Oh my uh, gosh! So the rules, the coolest. Yeah, the rules in the summer league is you have a a single five minute period overtime. If uh-huh. it goes to double OT, it's just first basket wins. Yep. Which is awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, it's so cool. It's it, I'm on it the was, edge of my seat. Was, I'm panicking. I know. I was more glued to that first possession than I think I've been since like in the finals. But like it's been a while since that like like tuned into an NBA game. Uh so you had the Jazz versus the Trailblazers. Yep. You get a a missed free throw with, you know, one point two seconds left that Trey Lyles tips in at the buzzer to send mm-hmm. it to double OT. Right. And then you get the tip to the Portland Trailblazers and Pat Connaughton chucks one from about thirty five feet and just sticks it. And the whole crowd is like Man, that's kind of a letdown. Like, right, it really we had was. This awesome, we had this like awesome three point, this awesome three point play, tip in of a foul shot with no time left, expecting to get like a couple back and forth, but no, Pat Connaughton just chucks one from deep and sticks it and just kind of walks off the floor. It was uh, incredible. Just like the baller that he is. So it was super cool. But yeah, sudden death OT, I'm way into. I I absolutely loved it, and um, I think. I honestly think that the D League should implement this. Um, totally. I oh my gosh, I would get you'd have so many more people watching uh, as, if it goes into overtime and then into double OT. Like it would be like at the bottom of the bar on on Sports Center. It'd be like, ooh, this is going to double overtime, sudden death. It's like find the remote. I need to find the remote. Or it's like, oh, it's not. On TV, somebody go to YouTube. We need to find the D League game going on right now. Like it, it'd be amazing. I would absolutely love it. Um, another yeah. thing, like I just, I, I can't. The sudden death that was so cool. Um, I also love. Yeah, completely agree. I also love. Uh, what is the the ten foul limit? Um, during the there's the round robin part of the summer league in Vegas. Uh, before they get to their tournament where they're just, I mean, playing a couple teams to see their seating for the tournament. And uh, I love the fact that Thon Maker actually fouled 10 times. Like he had 10 yeah, points you know. and 10 fouls. And yeah, that that's yeah. a stat that is incredible. I, I mean, now when they go to their tournament, I believe it is a six foul limit, but they're basically like, look, we get it. They're learning how to play. He has long arms. He doesn't know how to use them yet. Just give him a couple more chances. <laughs> and yeah. again, let's just let him be out there. Right. Again, I think this is something that could be great for the D league. Um, it, it, it gives guys who um, may not just know how to function yet in those systems, another opportunity to just keep going. And you don't have to worry. You, you don't have to worry about, um, 
the foul limit. You know, a lot of those that the D League is all about getting guys reps, getting them to progress, getting them to develop. Huh? D League. Um, and when gotcha. if if you pick up two fouls in the first two minutes, like you're just limiting your reps, you're limiting your time, and when you're worried about foul trouble. And so I, I think it'd be a great thing to put into the D League just to have, hey, we don't have to worry about our reps because a guy is getting a little handsy. I mean, obviously they're going to get into the bonus. They're going to do whatever. But, like, it just makes sense, right? It just makes sense to have more opportunities yeah. for them to make mistakes and move past them. Just a thought. Agreed. Cool. Completely agreed. I think um, it's great. I'm on board with all of it. I love it. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. Ha. Huh. Um, speaking of Vegas. Speaking of. Speaking of the Swingers. Speaking uh, of I had it. thrown this into the mix uh, last minute here. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to do just some all summer league teams. Um, but since we are pretending that everything is in Vegas. Yep. In the movie Swingers, on the drive home from Vegas. Uh, you have Vince Vaughn character turning to John Favreau's character and saying, mm-hmm. "Baby, you're so money and you don't even know it." Yep, he does say that. So, it's in the movie. with that being said, we have our summer league, the "You're so money and you don't even know it" all summer league team. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. So, Charlie, yes. give me your picks for your all your. So money, and you don't even know it. All summer league team. So uh, when when you put this up on our show notes, I decided to interpret it as guys who haven't hit their big moments yet. Uh, guys who okay. may have a, a, a step to take, and it, this is kind of the you know Vince Vaughn is pulling them aside and letting them know, hey, you got this talent, like you you can do this, and the summer league showed yep. that. This is, this is, these are the, all these guys are John Favreau. And I decided to go with no guys who are rookies. These are all veteran guys yeah. who um, uh, are, are John Favreau sitting in the passenger seat are in, unsure. They're not getting the ladies like Vince Vaughn is. Um, but oh, know, the beautiful babies. Yeah. Vince Vaughn knows that they're on their way. Um, my point guard is Tyus Jones. I talked about Tyus Jones before. Um, I think that he has a great opportunity uh, with, with Tibbs to just find a good role. And who knows what happens to Ricky Rubio. Maybe he comes the, the backup point guard there behind Chris Dunn. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I really like the way he played. Uh, Jonathan Simmons is another guy. You can't go against somebody who is playing for Becky Hammond. Um, by the way, uh, Becky yeah. Hammond, pretty sure the most famous and best summer league coach in the history of the NBA summer league. Um, I can't, yeah, she's fantastic. I, I think she's phenomenal. And I think it is a crime that with all of the open jobs that there were in the NBA this year, that she wasn't on lists. Like she's been great. I absolutely love watching her coach that quick sidebar moving on Jonathan Simmons. He shot 55%. He was real efficient. He had 16 points a game. Uh, I, I just love the way Jonathan Simmons played and I love to see what pop might do with him. Uh, Norman Powell's another guy who actually did have a big moment in the playoffs. He had a buzzer beater. He had, or I'm sorry, not he the did? buzzer beater. It, oh yeah. He had the buzzer beater, but he had that big dunk um, in, in the second round. Yeah. That was just, Oh, it was yeah. a monster power move. Um, he had 20 points a game, four rebounds. Just another guy who I think that 
is is going to get another opportunity. He's going. I think he'll be the sixth man of the year next year. I'm mark it down. We're we're hitting it. Mark it um, down. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm 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 loving. I'm I'm drinking the Norman Powell Kool Aid. Uh, Trey Lyles is another guy. I mean, he only played a couple games, but he averaged 29 points a game and seven rebounds. The guy's going to be a stud, hopefully, for, for Utah. Yep. I think they're going to be like the new – I mean, last year they had the the Bucks, where the uh, – oh, this new young team is coming up with some new players. This should be good. I think this is going to be Utah's year for the uh, – oh, they got some nice young players. They should be good. Hopefully it works out better for them. Uh, and the last right, guy, real, I'll do a real, oh, I'll do a real quick. If it hits, I'm a genius. The Jazz are the team that challenged the Warriors in the West because of their lank athleticism and uh, all the guys they have that can fill it up. So oh. there's an if it hits, I'm a genius. I I can see the I can see like on the court like matchup wise, but I mean I don't think they're they're, they're not, not going to. But, but but if it hits, Charlie, I am a genius. But look, I I, I don't think that they're gonna win like 60 games to the Warriors 62 no. or whatever. But like, I mean, no, if no, they no. get them in the first round and they're the eighth seed, they might take one. And I think during the regular yeah. season, they might take one or two. Like I could see yep. the matchups yep. working out that way. Um, I don't know that they're going to take that big of a leap, but I, I see where you're coming from and I like it. Um, and my yep, last guy, the prediction there. my last guy was a guy who's, I've already talked about Bobby Portis. Um, just getting some more time with Denzel Valentine there, a, a rookie um, for the Bulls, who, despite the fact that um, he was just horrendous through the first part of the championship game, hit a buzzer beater right before um, or right as uh, regulation was expiring, and then a buzzer beater right when overtime was finishing. I don't know if you if you saw the championship game, the ending was absolutely immaculate. Um, yeah, it was phenomenal. It was it so was cool. very good. Tyus Jones hitting, like, I think, a 32-footer with uh, three seconds left in the shot clock and three seconds – well, I mean, as the shot clock was expiring, three seconds left on the board, he hits a three-pointer. And then you go to the other end, and Denzel Valentine, who had made two points before that point in the entire game, drains a three to send it into overtime, a buzzer beater. And then as overtime is expiring – Hits another buzzer beater from the, from uh, the elbow, and, and just drains it. He finished with seven points. Five of them were after time had expired. It was incredible. What yep. a, what a finish. Anyways, yeah. I'm talking about Denzel Valentine. When I wanted to talk about Bobby Portis, I think Bobby Portis is going to be a solid NBA player. Uh, people are calling him OG Bobby Portis, which I absolutely love. Um, those were my you so money and you don't even know it, baby. Players for the NBA Summer League. Dan, what do you got? I want to hear about your team. So you went the John Favreau route, whereas I'm going the Vince Vaughn route. So my group of guys is the group of guys that sit across the table today. Just some money you don't even know it. Uh, so these are the guys that were drafted this year who we expected to be good this summer league based on where they were drafted. So we'll start at the point guard spot with Chris Dunn. You know, 24 points, seven rebounds, two assists a game. He's going to play under Tibbs. He's going to be a defensive nightmare. Uh, he has all of the tools to be a phenomenal NBA player, and I'm looking forward to what he's going to do this season under Tibbs. Uh, Jamal Murray can just flat stroke it. Uh, yeah. Average 19.6 points, five assists, 42% from the field. Uh, you know, he's going to fit in alongside Emmanuel Moutier and 
uh, Gary Harris, I think the young core group of backcourt guys that the, the Nuggets are accumulating could be a really cool thing. We talked about Jalen Brown earlier. You know, I've made the comparison to Dwayne Wade before. But I don't want to get too overly excited about summer league play, but his ability to rebound and go uh, and look like a tailback while he's doing it is uh, pretty impressive to watch. Uh, ben Simmons, we didn't get a ton of him, but man, can he play? Yeah, uh, you know, not not asserting himself by scoring, but sees the floor unlike any six ten guy I think I have ever seen in my lifetime. Uh, I mean, LeBron is, is a similar type guy, seeing the floor and making passes, but he's not as tall as Ben Simmons. Uh, so, just a phenomenal effort from him. Uh, very cool, cool, calm, and collected on the floor. Doesn't seem like anything gets to him. Very relaxed. It makes the right basketball play a lot. Uh, and finally, we talked about Thon Maker. Just super impressed with him. Uh, I'm excited to see just all of the length for Milwaukee uh, this year. So that was You're So Money, and you don't even know it, All-Star Summer League teams. Thanks for participating with me, Chuck. I appreciate it. I had a great time. I loved it. Um, I did too. What, one note, uh, I'm not ready to eat crow on Ben Simmons. Um but he, I'll admit he looked good. Um, I'm not, yeah. I, I've, I've, I'm coming out and you know, if, if you listen to our, our draft pod, you know that I, I, I'm not the biggest Ben Simmons fan yet. Um, I think that there's a very good chance that he busts out of this league. Um, some of those are attitude and off the court things. Uh, another one red flag is his lack of shooting ability, but the shooting he can learn. Uh, attitudes can be changed, so we'll see what happens. He looked like looked like a, a real piece out there. So I'll, I'll I'm not gonna eat crow. I'm not gonna say I was wrong yet. It's summer league. We haven't seen him play an NBA game yet, but I'll admit he looked good. He he looked real good. Yeah, and uh, that kind of leads right into some of our noteworthy things that happened between now, between our last podcast and now. Yeah, uh, it's so funny how. All of the things that Sam Hinkie put together are now coming to fruition yep. with Dario Saric officially coming to the 76ers. I know, right? Uh, so Hashtag the process. I, I feel so I know, I feel so bad about it. The plan is starting to come together. Now it doesn't it isn't gonna mean they're gonna win, you know, fifty eight next year, but now you've got the core of, of Saric, Simmons, hopefully Joel Aldean from what we're hearing so far is that he's coming along. Um, figuring out what you can do with their own Noel and Jaleel Okafor. So you've got the makings of a young core group that Sam Hinkie put together, and now he's no longer there to see it happen. So, yeah. Chuck, any other news and noteworthy stuff we got to throw in before we jump out of here today? Well, um, we know LeBron likes his guys. If he likes you, he's going to find a spot for you on his team, as he did for Mike Miller as he's done for James Jones, and as he has now done for Chris Anderson. I mean, Chris Anderson was his boy in Miami, and what do you know? Chris Anderson has just signed a a contract with the Cavaliers. What What do you know? I think is the most exciting part of this is (laughs) how is he and J.R. Smith, if he resigns, going to be the craziest two people to ever be on the same team. We thought that that Grizzlies team that was put together was an insane amount of personality on one team last year. But I, I think that JR and Chris Anderson together 
will just be the greatest thing that's ever happened to the NBA. I mean, just Agreed. imagine all of the insane tattoos we'll see. Imagine how little shirts we will see. I mean, it's going to be great. I'm the really Cavs, excited. The Cavs might play skins in some of their games this year. Oh I would not be surprised God. if they just came out straight skins. Well, I mean, uh, if, know, if they're going to make LeBron on their body. if they're going to make LeBron wear those sleeve jerseys again, he's going to be real upset and start ripping them out. Maybe they will just go skins. That'll be solid. <laughs> what yeah, a great idea. I can idea. see Chris Anderson and J.R. Smith just petitioning the league to say, hey, look, we're going skins tomorrow <laughs> night against the Bulls. Like, what? That's no, no, we're just doing it. We don't even care. Give us the fine as a team we're coming out of the skins. Um, and the only thing that would make that even better is if Kevin Love's chest hair, they, they shaved the, the zero. <laughs> so I feel like that's something they would do to him. Do you think in the team store they have a rack filled with empty hangers that say, like, the alternate skins jerseys and they're, like, $130? But it's just like, it's just the, the, the Emperor's new robe. <laughs> it's just nothing. <laughs> oh, I got the new skins jersey, guys. Yeah, all right, good one. <laughs> Uh, anyways. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and then also we have two legends who made big changes um, since we have last talked. Um, one of them has changed teams. That was Dwayne Wade is going to go home to Chicago. You know, he's a Marquette guy. He's, yeah. from, he's from Chicago. He's a Midwestern. And he's going to go play for the Bulls. Um, it's going to be insane to see him in not a Heat uniform. I'm going to kind of yeah. be really afraid of that. Well, uh, I don't know if this is this has been reported anywhere yet, but we have some actually some breaking news to uh-huh. report here on the pod. Yeah. Um, based on the fact that the Bulls have brought in only guys that shoot mid range jumpers, the the Bulls organization has decided to fire Fred Horberg, Hoiberg and hire Byron Scott because of his dislike for the three. Um, and it just fit their system best. So Fred Hoiberg out, Byron Scott in. No, we're only joking. No, but I think they're, to, they're not going to well, shoot threes anyway. But it would make sense. <laughs> they're not going to shoot threes. Byron Scott didn't want the Lakers shooting threes, so I feel like it would be a match made in heaven. Uh, but, no, the reality is he is still there, and he has a lot on his plate with trying to figure out how to take Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rajon Rondo and figure out how to compete in, NBA, in, in today's NBA where it's about stretching the floor and shooting threes. Uh, but it's really cool to see him kind of go home you know, mm-hmm. LeBron had kind of set the foundation for this. Hey, the media won't kill you if you go back to where you came from. Right. Um, and, you know, you, you saw Dwight Howard go home to Atlanta, and now you have Dwayne Wade going home to Chicago. So um, me now living in the Chicago area over in Naperville, I'm excited to actually see him in person this year, which I plan on doing. So I think that'll be pretty cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, the other guy who made – the legend, future Hall of Famer who made a big splash was Tim Duncan retiring. Um, you know, yes. with all the fanfare that Tim, you would expect out of Tim Duncan's retirement. You know, you had, compare it to Kobe who announced it in late fall and had the whole year of this send-off. And uh, Tim Duncan on a random Wednesday in the middle of the free agent, or near the end of the free agency stuff goes, you know, um, I'm all good, guys. Uh, I'm out. See you guys later. <laughs> Typical Tim Duncan. I think I, I loved it. Uh, I love his approach. And I think, you know, maybe at another time we should really dive into talking about Tim Duncan's career and mm-hmm. kind of who he was and, and his, you know, imprint that he left on basketball. Uh, but just real quick here, I loved how his 
just who he was his entire career. And this is a complete um, reflection of who he was as a guy. Absolutely. Your attention didn't need um, the fanfare, didn't need all the accolades, just wanted to win. Um, and when he was done doing that, he was just going to kind of ride off into the sunset. The only thing that would have made it better is if he, if he would have made his announcement, announcement minutes after Durant news came out, so it completely got <laughs> lost in the shuffle. So that, that to me would have been like the ultimate inducted. Like, I don't want anybody to know I'm out of here. Right. Um, but it was, it was uh, you know, sad to see in the last um, – but yeah, I think it's something we should definitely touch on in uh, future pods and really give him his, his his justice and talking about his career. I agree. Uh, I have a huge problem with the Tim Duncan is the best power forward ever line for a couple different reasons. Okay. But I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, we have some time this offseason. Of course, we're going to be talking about Team USA, uh, our boys going down to Rio and claiming American victory because that's what we do as Americans. We take what we think we deserve, and we don't ask questions. Boom. USA all the way. These colors don't run. They walk at a brisk pace. Uh, we're going to be talking about that stuff, but we're all we're going to have some free time. We're going to have some downtime that not a whole ton of NBA stuff is going on. Uh, we have a couple other ideas percolating. We may have some guest calls being going on. We may have some games that we're going to play. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned for that. We still got to wrap up this show, though. And, Dan, we got to go to our favorite topic. Dan, hit it. Our favorite segment, as always, as always it is Keeping Up with Chris Tapps. Well, good news in the world of Chris Tapps, everybody. Um, according to a Slam Magazine interview at the ESPYs, mm -hmm. um, Chris Tapps is – playing pokemon go perfect so charlie i know that this is something you are doing on a regular basis yes so i'm hoping that some way somehow you and chris Tapps can catch the same pokemon at the same time and become best friends and I, can come on the pod i would so, love to go on pokemon that was sorry well there we go and that was a quick keeping up with chris Tapps. back to you chuck I would go catch Pokemon with Kristaps Porzingis any day of the week, any time of the night. Just hit me up. You know my Twitter, Cleep3. Please, Kristaps, I want to go Pokemon hunting with you. Uh, it's the end of our show. We like to play a couple games at the end of our show. We're going to do some trivia first. Gyro has our trivia questions, and I'm very concerned. We had a discussion earlier about what our – we could possibly be concerned. talking about Why some are you kind concerned? of scared. I'm always scared. I never get You're these right. Yeah, this. Yeah, we're gonna stay with the uh, summer league theme. Good call. But I'm not gonna give you an easy question. I have a question. Thank it's you. It's too easy for you. Okay. That question has to do with the points leaders for last year's summer league. No. But not not Vegas. Not Vegas. Utah. Wait, there was who. Is who led who the led Utah the points per game? Yes. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Because everyone knows who led scoring for Vegas. It was Seth Curry. It was. So who led Utah in scoring? Ah, shoot. Who the crap played last year in Utah? Um, I have a guess. I have I have my thought. Dan? Do you have... Um. 
any idea whatsoever. I don't know how Dover comes up with these. It's, got, it's insanity. Sure, I've got one. I'm not proud of it, but I'll throw one out there. Same Zs. Um, okay. My answer. You go first this time. I'm I'm not always sure who plays where in what league. Um, and so my hope is that the Minnesota Timberwolves decided to play in Utah last year. So I'm going with Carl Anthony Towns. Dan, how about you? Uh, I will go along the same route. Um, but uh, former Kentucky player as well. But actually plays for the Utah Jazz. So I'm assuming he played. Uh, I'm gonna say Trey Lyles again. Trey Lyles is my terrible guess at this. That makes sense. Uh, neither of you are correct. Oh, farts. Sorry about that. Ah. Okay. Sorry. The answer is Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart led yes. anything wow. in points? Yes. I was very surprised with that. Wow. 24 points per huh. game. And the you were asking, you were wondering about what teams play at what thing. Yeah. Four teams. There's only four teams that play in ah, the, or played in the Utah tournament last year. And that Utah, was Boston. Utah, Boston, Philly, uh-huh. and the Spurs. Yeah. That was Whoa. it. Mm. Crud. Didn't, Crud. Didn't do very well. At least well. get the right guy. Yeah. <sighs> We're never going to get these questions. Next time. Right. Anyways, I'll throw next you a, time. I'll throw you a, I'll throw you a bone next time. <laughs> what was your other question? Oh, it was just going to be the leader of... I don't care. Um. Anyways, moving on. If it hits, I'm a genius. Uh, Dover, your reign of uh, being a genius is it's now done. is now finished. It's done. Uh, you have one or two weeks or whatever on uh, Dan and I's nothing. It was so good it was call. Great, it's great time. Um, so here we go. If it hits, I'm a genius. Last week we had some of our predictions for what was going to happen in the uh, summer league action. I thought Stanley Johnson was going to keep that. Uh, big attitude going into the summer league and get two triple doubles. One game he went 29 and seven. Another one, he went eight, 10 and eight. I was close, but not quite. Very close. Not quite there. Very close. Very close. Dan, how about yourself? Not a genius. Uh, I wasn't even in the ballpark. Uh, I had predicted that Ben Simmons was going to have a 40 point, 15 rebound performance. And I think his highest point total was 10. Uh, so I, Definitely. No, he had, he had an 18 point game. Uh, not a genius, though. Definitely not a genius for me. Not even close. Dover. Yes. You thought Buddy was going to go 15 points a game, six rebounds a game. Six rebounds a game. And 10 assists. 10 assists a game. He didn't. He did with points. He got 16 points per game. Mm-hmm. He, But he didn't for rebounds. He only got five. And assists, he only got. Three point four. Yeah, so not quite there. Not there. Look, you gave it your best but you, effort. You, yeah, and and, and you've at I least mean, been a genius once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus our none. So oh, just wait for the. Today's. I'm already terrified. Uh, Dan, hit it up. What what is your? Uh, if it hits, I'm a genius for this coming week or so. Dion Waiters signs with the King. Because that's what the Kings do. I agree. That that is what the Kings do. I love that. Uh Dion Dion Waiters playing with Boogie Cousins sounds again like the NBA drama I want in my life. Um Yep. My if it hits I'm a genius. A lot of people are still on the fence about this whole Zika virus deal. Rio's getting closer and closer. I got news for you. It's not too late for somebody to 
I pulled a hammy. I, I don't think I can do it. We are going to see at least one player from two, Team USA withdraw from the Rio Olympics in this coming week. I almost guarantee it. And I'm 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 pretty sure that it might be Draymond Green because of his legal issues. But I'm that w- I won't be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Okay, I am going to say I want you to bump it to 2. Oh. And I want the names of the guys that You want the names of the guys. Off the team. That's insanity. Yes. All right. Um Well, you got to you can't just get a chance to say, "Hey, one guy decided to stay home because of Zika." I want names. Okay. And 2. All right. Um we got one already. I think I uh I think there's a good chance it's Draymond. Um and okay. then whew, that's a good question. Who might be the other guy? I could see Harrison Barnes just like getting lost on a team flight and being like, ah crap, I didn't make it. Um but I'm not go with Harrison Barnes. Um I think uh let's go let's go Kyle Lowry. Let's go Kyle Lowry. Okay. I'm oh, gonna say Kyle okay. Lowry. Draymond. Okay. I'm gonna say Kyle Lowry. Draymond right. Green. Kyle Lowry. Hey, if it hits, you're a genius, Pull out. dude. So. Uh, I I will throw myself a pizza party if I'm right on that am, one. Am I invited? I guess. Okay. Good. Uh, Dover, go ahead. What What do you got? Okay. I I won't like this scenario, but oh I boy. see it happening. Uh huh. That the Cavaliers will not be able to pay Jr. the money that he wants to stay at the Cavaliers. Uh-huh. So he is going to have to go somewhere else. So he's going to go home to New York and join the Knicks. The Knicks. I was really hoping you were going to say Brooklyn. God. Oh, no, I don't want to play Brooklyn. Awesome. He's going to join the Knicks where all the, where the parties are happening. Back to the Knicks. He, um, he was just like, well, man, I, I, was, I, I was the yeah, star. Man. He won the Sixth Man of the Year award there. Um, he'll be teaming up with, with Derrick Rose and Porzingis and Noah and Carmelo. If he is the two in that lineup, holy cow! Jeff Hornacek no, is two would have be, a handful. The two would be the two would be Courtney Lee. The two, no, yeah, well, yeah, he would come off the bench. He'd be six man again. Again, I don't know. That'd be. I awesome. love it. I I am in. Yes, I'm in. I'm love. Okay, I'm good. Yep, we're okay, good. Good. That was awesome. Uh, we love playing our games. We love doing our show, and we love talking to you guys. If you want to uh, interact with us in any way, shape, or form, you can find us on Twitter at hack underscore uh underscore chat, or you can send us an email at hackachatcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to thegamehouse.com. That's H A U S house. Uh, they have been uh, distributing a bunch of our stuff, and they are awesome. We love all of the all of the different articles you can find on just about every sport you could possibly think of. Uh, no bocce ball yet, but they are getting there. Uh, thegamehouse.com, go check them out, and uh, at thegamehouse on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Cleep3. Dover's on Twitter at JTDPerk. Dan uh, is afraid of technology and does not have a Twitter because he thinks bluebirds are scary. Um, yep. It's very true. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to Tim Piscitelli for making our music for our show. You can find him on his SoundCloud page. That is Tim Piscitelli. He is on SoundCloud. 
as well as we are. We're also on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on the Google Play Store. You can subscribe. You can rate. You can review. You can share with your friends. You can make a a, a poster out of ah, us and put it on wait, a, wait, a, a poll wait. that you find while you're Pokemon hunting. You Hold can on. listen to us. Hold on. And Hold on. Do the, yeah? Uh-huh. Hold on. What? Um, I actually did a lot of Harold Minor research this week. Um. Can we can we incorporate it into the end of the show? We're like forty from, minutes over. He's from dude. the Cali- He's from the California area. Went to USC. Hey, Born number twenty three in college. Funny story. More? You funny, want more? Funny story. Going. Funny story. I had a dream that we talked to Harold Miner, um, and uh, partway it's a dream through, of mine too. Partway through the conversation, uh, the uh, we lost connection on the phone um, after he said, "I'm going." through a tunnel i think he i think he just hung up on us um but I, we just don't so have can we talk time. about him now I've got no i next, it's next late time. Next time i realize you're in a different time zone but it's late no i'm i'm tired and so next time we've got a wall right. we've got a wall between we now do. and the olympics we do have a Carol, wall Harold can you promise me a maybe uh all right all right sounds good Make promise it, me a maybe. I'll prom- all right, maybe. Next maybe. Time. Maybe next time. Uh, until then, make sure you travel safe. Be good to one another. And all out. Bye.